guys, this is Molly, and this is Mondays with Molly. We are on episode 5 today. I'm sure you all have heard the quote, preach the gospel and use words if necessary. But today, I'm going to argue that yes, we need to use words to share the gospel, and I'm going to share my story of how I have been in the process of learning to share my faith and be more brave in doing that. So that's what we're talking about today. Hello everybody. So today I am recording in kind of a unique spot. I'm sitting on my bed here with my legs propped up, icing my knees. I've been having trouble with my knees. So if you think of it, pray for that because I guess I'm going to have to do physical therapy for a knee problem I'm having. And if I sound a little weird, I'm getting a sore throat. Plus I got a little boy snoozing away right next to me in my bed because he is sick too and my son has asthma so whenever he's coughing a lot I try to have him sleep in my bed just because I don't want him to be far away if he needs his inhaler or anything so we are kind of a little bit of a hot mess here (laughs) this weekend um I'm recording this on a Saturday but that's okay I'm sitting here I got my twinkly lights above me so It's a cozy atmosphere, um, despite the circumstances. Well, I'm going to start with my share-worthy stuff. I've got two things today. The first one, remember I told you guys I wouldn't just do food, so I don't even have any food today. I have two things, and the first one is a hair item. I was just realizing today that I wanted to share about my blow dryer. Um, I have the Ceramics Extreme Babyless Blow Dryer that I got on Amazon. It is $60, and I bought it a few years ago and used a birthday Amazon gift card. Um, And I do not regret that purchase one bit. Just a great investment. Um, I don't know if any of you all follow Kate from the Small Things blog, but I remember her talking about a while back that The goal of a hairdryer is to not be super, super hot, but to be able to move your, to move the air around quickly so that it's blow drying your hair. Because you don't want to scorch your hair with this super hot blow dryer. I don't know if you've ever used like a blow dryer, which I use sometimes like at a hotel and they're like so hot, but they like barely have any power. That means it's not a great blow dryer. And this blow dryer is awesome. My hair is very thick, very coarse. I have to blow dry it. I cannot go to sleep with wet hair or I will wake up with wet hair in the morning still. It's ridiculous. So this blow dryer is awesome. We're checking out. And then the second thing I wanted to share was a book. So since we're talking about sharing our faith and evangelism today, I wanted to share this book that reads like a novel, but it's an awesome book for kind of learning about a different religion and sharing your faith and how someone from a different religion came to Christ. It's called Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. I'm probably going to butcher the name of the author, but his name is Nabil Qureshi. I could be saying that wrong. It's on Amazon as well, and it has like 3,000, I think, four-star reviews because it's a well-known book. You may have already heard of it. The author is a man that grew up Muslim, and over years of of being around um, specifically one friend that was a Christian, and kind of having conversations with this friend as well as other people that were Christians, 
he eventually turned his life over to God, which was a huge decision because his whole family was Muslim and he knew it would devastate his family. But this is just an amazing story. Like I said, it reads like a novel. And um, it's interesting because the author actually has passed away. Now, this book is not that old, maybe, mm, I don't know, 10 years old. But he um, eventually died of, I believe, stomach cancer, which is really sad. But he used his time on this earth as a believer to really share the gospel. I think he worked for Ravi Zacharias, if you've heard of him. He's a Christian apologist. He worked for him as well as wrote this book. So it's a wonderful read. I don't have a lot of time for reading books, but this kept me interested. And I finished and read it cover to cover. So I would highly suggest that. So today, like I said, I wanted to share with you my story, my experience so far learning to share my faith because um, I was always afraid to share my faith and kind of said to myself, well, I'm just not good at it. I'm not gifted in evangelism, so I don't need to worry about doing that very much, which now I realize is completely wrong. And there was just kind of a turnaround in my life since um, since kind of my separation and being a single mom. I began to grow more in my faith and realize how important it is to share the gospel. And first, like I mentioned, one reason I was afraid to share my faith was I felt like I'm not gifted in evangelism. I thought I would mention some other reasons why a lot of us don't share our faith. One of them is, you know, we don't know what to say and how to share the gospel. Another reason is we don't want to hurt a relationship we have with a friend or family member if we share our faith with them because we're afraid they will just be like, I don't want to deal with this Bible thumper anymore. And another reason we might be afraid to share our faith is worrying that if they ask us a question that we don't have the answer to, then we're going to look like a fool. I don't know about you, but I have felt that way before. Well, we're going to cover all these reasons and how to counteract that. But first, I wanted to start with sharing my little journey with sharing my faith. So it kind of started when I realized, I think God put it on my heart. There was a couple friends I had um, from a number of years ago that I felt led and this was over a period of time, I didn't message these two people at the same time, but I felt led to reach out to them and send them a message and just ask them about where they were in their faith because they were friends that I thought had been, that I thought were Christians, but then I wasn't sure really if they were. And so I messaged them and and asked them about their faith and shared with them why, you know, I believe following Jesus is so important. And I remember being discouraged after that because neither of those messages turned out to be fruitful as far as I know but you know you never know what God is doing behind the scenes so I know that I was being obedient to God by sharing and that's what matters and then I think I remember um, a few summers ago I just felt led I saw someone at a the kids and I were at the state park and I saw a man at the state park and he looked sad and he looked, you know, you could just see the weight of the world was on his shoulders. And 
Because I was alone, I didn't feel comfortable approaching him, but I left a little track I had in my purse on his motorcycle, and I just thought, I just felt led to do that. And then more recently, so this has been the last few months, this is the first time I have lived in this apartment for three and a half years, and I have never had someone come to my door to um, share their faith or to evangelize. And lo and behold, I had two Jehovah's Witness women come to my door one day. And of course, it caught me off guard. And I wasn't exactly sure what to say, but we started talking and they were very friendly and nice. And I shared with them that I'm a Christian and we started talking. But the hard thing was, when you're talking with someone like a Jehovah's Witness or a Mormon, you can say things that are similar, but mean two totally different things. And kind of that was going on. And so we got into scripture. They brought up certain scripture verses. They were explaining to me what they believe. And and I went and got my Bible because, interesting fact, Jehovah's Witnesses read from a different translation. And it's very important that if you are following along with them, reading a verse from their translation, that you read your own Bible. Because some things that are in their translation of the Bible are completely inaccurate. For example, John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Their version says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was a God. Two very different meanings. And so we got kind of talking about that, and I said to them, you know, I'd love to have you come back, and I'm going to study up more, and that's what I did. So I kind of took that time. I think I knew they were going to come back in another week. I took that time to really do my homework because I did not know fully what they believed or what I was supposed to say. And my dad being a pastor, I asked his advice on what to say. And so I did my studying up, but I was very nervous, of course. And then I think a few weeks went by and they came one time when I was in my pajamas and my robe looking like a mess in the afternoon. I was so embarrassed. And um, they said, we'll come back later. And so then I decided to put together a little gift bag for them because they had stopped by a couple of times and I wasn't there. And before you think, wow, that was so nice, Molly, that you put together a gift bag. I got to be honest with you. I was so nervous to share what I had kind of prepared, I wanted to say. So I got a card together and I wrote in the card what I wanted to say about why this is what I believe and why it's so important. And because I nailed down in my studies that the biggest difference between Jehovah's Witnesses and Christians. Well, Jehovah's Witnesses are not Christians. They believe things that are extremely inaccurate about the Bible, but the main point was they don't believe in the Trinity. They don't believe that Jesus is God, just like that verse I shared with you in John 1.1. They believe Jesus is a God, but they don't believe in the triune God of God the Father, God the Son, and the God and the Holy Spirit being three in one, and that's just vitally important to the whole message of the Bible. Because then, if you believe that Jesus was a God and not the God, you they won't say this, and they would not say that they are polytheistic, meaning they believe in multiple gods, but 
I mean, where else do you stand there, you know? And and in the Old Testament, it talks about the Lord God being one. The Lord our God is one. And that's just so important, vital of the whole message, you know, of the Bible. You shall have no other gods before me. All of that is so important. So back to why I put together this gift bag and this card. I felt bad, one, that they had been stopping by multiple times and I wasn't there, but I also was afraid to share. So I thought, I'm just going to like leave a gift bag outside or something and then they'll read my card and I'll be done. (laughs) I won't have to say anything else. And I also put in there, my mom was like, put in there an invitation to uh, your church, our church. So I did that too. And a little gift bag of some goodies. Well, they stopped by and I was home and I gave them the gift bag and we talked some more. And then they came back again and I started like, to be honest, I started dreading them coming over and I, and I would be like, maybe I can just not be home. But at the same time, I knew that these were important conversations and um, if they did show up, you know, I wanted to talk with them. Well, finally, uh, around Easter, time went by and they didn't come, or maybe I wasn't home because I was trying not to be home. But um, when I was talking to my dad and sharing with him some of my conversations about what they said and how I would get confused and not know what to say, my dad um, said, you know, you need to be really straightforward to with them. And so the last time they came, I mean, we had multiple conversations and I shared with them, you know, I believe in the Trinity and this is very important. But finally, the last time they came, which was this last week, I, by the grace of God, was brave enough to really nail down in a kind, but I was a passionate and I told them, I said, you know, I'm not angry. I'm just a passionate person. I said, this is what I believe. And I believe what you believe as Jehovah's witness is wrong. And I believe I just laid with them out with them, the salvation, you know, that we're sinners, we're in need of salvation, that Jesus died on the cross and rose again. And it only comes through believing in Jesus, believing that Jesus is God. And That's kind of how we ended things. I said, you know, it's okay if we believe different. Like, I'm not, basically, I wanted them to know, like, we can still be friends, but this is what I believe, and I know, and I'm not going to change. And so that's how we ended. And they said, well, we'll hopefully see you around because they live in the area. Um, And that was the end of the conversation. So it was a really good learning experience for me. One of the biggest things I learned was when you're sharing your faith, specifically with someone who is of a different religion, it is very easy. Jehovah's Witnesses are trained specifically to share their faith. That's like one of the main things, probably 90%. I can't say for sure, but the main thing they do when they meet together is learning how to share their faith, how to go door to door. And so they they bring up all these different verses and as we're talking, I'm like getting confused. I'm like, whoa, what is, what is that that you believe? And, you know, you can jump around all these different things, but then you avoid the main topic. And so as I went along in this process, I started learning that I have to keep bringing it back to, I believe that Jesus is God, like this is vital to salvation. And that's what you have to do. You have to keep bringing it back to the main thing because you can get all on these sidetrack things and I was limited on time because, 
you know, I'm a single mom living home alone, and I had two kids that were playing and then eventually bickering, <laughs> so I'm like, I got limited time here, but you have to keep bringing it back to the main thing because that is what they need to hear is the gospel message. So that has is my process in learning to share my faith. After this experience, I will be more equipped because, well, one, I know more what Jehovah's Witnesses believe. And two, I will kind of have that rundown in my mind of how things went and what I need to be focused on sharing. So I can't say it was the perfect experience. And a few times in those conversations with them, I felt discouraged. Like, man, I didn't say the right thing. I didn't know what to say. And there were definitely times where I said, I'm not sure about that. Like, I'm going to study that verse in, in the process of me talking with them. So let's just start with that. What if you feel like they ask you a question and you don't have the right answer? Well, you do exactly what I did. You say, I'm going to study that. Let me get back to you. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. Just because you say that doesn't mean that, oh, they're going to think you're a terrible Christian or you don't know what you believe. In fact, if you follow through and you study it and then you come back to them with that verse, they'll show that you're you're dedicated to the conversation. And no one is perfect. And, you know, I think about the verse that says, well, let me bring it up here because I saved it. When Jesus was talking to the disciples about them going out into the world and sharing the gospel, and this was specifically talking more about them being persecuted and what they should say if they're being persecuted. The verse is in Luke 12 um, let's see, 11, and he says, and when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, so like if they were being persecuted and being brought in front of the rulers, I'm assuming with the possibility of being thrown in prison, he said, do not be anxious about how you should defend yourself or what you should say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Sometimes we think, I got to have everything lined up to know specifically the narrative of what I'm going to say. And yes, preparation is very important, but ultimately it comes down to listening to the Holy Spirit in that moment. Whether you say, I don't know, let me get back to you, or God brings to your mind a scripture verse, or God brings to your mind something that you've gone through that you can share with them about your faith. All right, so what do we, what's the response to, I don't want to hurt this relationship? Well, I think that is really rooted in fear when we think that. Because ultimately, I try to think in my mind, this is what has helped me get more courage, is when I die and go to heaven, this is a hypothetical situation, because I don't know what it will be like in heaven or in hell, but when I die and go to heaven, I don't want people I know in eternal torment in hell thinking, why didn't Molly ever tell me about the gospel? I don't know if that will happen, if people will be able to think that way or what. But I mean, I'm sure people that are in hell are thinking, why didn't I choose Jesus? And I want to be a good steward of the relationships that I have with people. Here's a quote 
uh, that I found that I thought was really good. It says, never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. And here's another one. Evangelism is hard. Watching people you love go to hell is harder. And man, does that hit the nail on the head. Watching people go to hell is harder than how hard evangelism is. And like you probably heard in my story of witnessing with the, evangel- with the Jehovah's Witnesses, it was hard. I wasn't like, yay, I'm so excited for them to come to my door. I dreaded it because it's hard. It's scary. I mean, when they left the last time, when I really got up the courage to, to kind of lay it all out, I was like sweating. I was like, this is hard. And that's okay that it's hard. Jesus never said it would be easier to be easy to be a follower of Christ, but it's so important. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. And if you think also about Jesus when he sends the disciples out in the Great Commission before he ascended to heaven, he said to them, Go out into the world and preach the gospel. So this is a big part of our job as believers. And we just have to push past these initial fears that we get. And it will get easier the more we do it. See, now that I've done it a few times, I know it's going to get easier. And on a little side note, I think that not always... We have to look for the right opportunity to share our faith because... Say you have a friend who's not a believer. It doesn't mean that every time you see them, you have to say something. You know, maybe it's a simple, hey, would you like to come to church with me? And they may say no, and that's okay. And then maybe down the road, it is sharing more your faith. Or um, inviting them again later to church, even when they said no the first time, trying again in the future. It You really have to listen to the Holy Spirit's leading. You know, it's different when someone comes to your door and they're, evangelizing to you that's the perfect opportunity to right then and there lay it out but I do think when it comes to friendships watching for the right timing and praying about it is important because we can be a good friend we can be a good example of this is what a believer is like and that's super super important but eventually words do need to be said and that's why I wanted to share this podcast because, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, the quote that, you know, preach the gospel, use words if necessary. Words are necessary. But the main way we are going to evangelize is through how we act and how we behave because people are watching. But words at some point or another are important. I don't know if you can hear Cole over here. He's kind of a loud sleeper. Hopefully it's not too disruptive of the podcast. He's a cutie. He's very cute. All right. So I wanted to talk about the last point, which was, what about, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to share the gospel. Well, here's a couple of acronyms. There we go. Acronyms that are very helpful. Years ago, when I was in high school, I went to this event called Dare to Share. And Basically, in a few hours, we learned how to share our faith, and then we had to go door-to-door to collect canned foods for something, I don't remember what it was, 
maybe a, a, a food bank or something like that. And then we also, it was an opportunity for us to share our faith. Now, looking back, I don't think door-to-door is the best way to share our faith. I mean, I know God can use it, but I'm not sure invading people's home is the best way to do it. But learning to share my faith at that event called Dare to Share was awesome because I have that in my head. I don't have it memorized perfectly, but I have kind of a vague memory of it. And what we learned was this acronym, acronym, my goodness, called gospel. And this is what it is. God created us to be with him is G. O, our sins separate us from God. S, sins cannot be removed by good deeds. P, paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. E, everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life. And L, life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. That is the perfect acronym that lays it all out exactly because when you get in that moment of wanting to share your faith, it's so easy to get flustered and to think, how can I share this clearly with it not being like so Christianese that it's like over their head and they don't even know what I'm talking about? That lays it out so easily. It's just gospel. And I will leave a link to that acronym in the description box of this podcast. So you can check it out, maybe even memorize it. The other acronym, which is probably more common than that gospel acronym, is the ABCs of Becoming a Christian. This also helps me remember how to share with someone my faith. It's admit that you are a sinner in need of Jesus. That's A. B is believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again. And C is confess. Confess that you want Jesus to be the Lord of your life and commit your life to him. So that's very easy to remember. If you get those kind of memorized in your head or you print it out on a card or something, it's going to help you be so much more prepared when you have that opportunity arise to share your faith. One thing that really encouraged me about sharing my faith was when I listened to a podcast and it was talking about that the Holy Spirit is the one that changes people's hearts. And I think that's ultimately what we have to remember when we share our faith. We think, oh, I didn't say the right thing. I didn't have the right answers. Maybe I didn't say enough. Maybe I said too much. We ultimately have to remember that it's our responsibility to be obedient when God calls us to share our faith and not let fear get in the way. But it's not our job to save a person. It's not our job even to convict a person. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts someone. It's the Holy Spirit that will change someone's heart. And so we can just do our part, our little tiny part. It sounds like a lot and because it's scary and it's hard, but really it's a tiny part compared to the life-changing work that the Holy Spirit will do in someone's heart and their life if they're willing and open to the gospel. So I think that takes off a lot of pressure on ourselves when we want to be perfect and we want to be super prepared in sharing the gospel when really God is the one that does the changing work. So as I wrap things up here, these are the two main takeaways I hope you have from today. The first one is just get more prepared in sharing your faith. You know, the Bible says always be ready 
to give an answer for your faith. And I think a lot of us as Christians, we're just not ready. We're not prepared on how to share our faith. So whether that is memorizing that gospel acronym that I shared, which makes it very easy, or the ABCs of salvation, or putting some tracks in your purse and going over them and making sure you can clearly explain what they say in them. Also, getting better at sharing your testimony with how you can clearly share how you came to faith in Christ. Those few things can go a long way in helping you be less nervous and more ready to share your faith. Something that has helped me also is listening to this podcast called Core Christianity. And these two guys that do Core Christianity are very knowledgeable in the Christian faith. And they spend the whole podcast answering questions that people have sent in. And some of these questions are very difficult. They even had a question about Jehovah's Witness and how to talk to people about that. And that was very helpful. They will, they will cite specific verses and they have a lot of knowledge. So start listening to that because you will grow in your faith a lot. The second takeaway and last takeaway I have for you is just start doing it. Start sharing your faith. I think if all of us took the time to sit down, we would someone would come to our mind in our life, a friend, a family member that we have never shared with them about what we believe. And I would encourage you to pray about it and look for the right opportunity to share your faith. It can be an easy conversation where you just say, hey, we've never talked about religion. We've never talked about faith before. We've never talked about God before. I would love to hear what you think about God. And then as they share, you can say, would you mind me sharing what I believe? Or you can just start the conversation out or the message or the email or however you talk to them by saying, you know, I've never shared about my faith before with you and this is so important to me. And as your friend, I want to share with you why I believe in Jesus and why I believe faith in Jesus is so important. And then just go from there, sharing your testimony and sharing why faith in Jesus is vital for life. That can kind of make it a little bit easier when we think of two ways to kind of start the conversation. So I hope Today's podcast encourages you and helps you know that you're not alone, that you're not the only one just scared to death. Maybe you're not scared to death. Maybe you're well prepared and kudos to you. But if you're like me and you're just learning and wanting to learn how to share your faith, then we're in this together. You are not alone. And I'm just going to pray for you and pray that God would help you as you go out and you share the good news. Lord Jesus, I thank you for everyone listening today that wants to grow in giving an answer for their faith. Lord, I pray for blessing on their life and their faithfulness to want to live out the Great Commission. Lord, give them courage and give them the right words to, to say as they share their faith and put someone on their heart that maybe is in their life that they've realized they've never shared their faith with. Put that person on their heart, Lord, and give them the opportunity to be able to share the good news and what you've done in their life, Lord. And I thank you, God, for the good news that we do have to share, for what you have done for all of us, Lord, and your faithfulness in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
guys, it's funny to think back to a few years ago, I would have never thought I would be talking about how to share your faith because I believed the lie that I just wasn't good at evangelism and it wasn't my gift. Well, I'm thankful that God told me and taught me that I was wrong and that it's my job to share my faith. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And I hope today that you are encouraged and inspired to get out there and be brave and be bold to share the good news of Jesus Christ. All right, guys, I will talk to you later and see you in my next podcast. Bye.